Hey listeners, welcome back to another episode of the Pothole Pastors podcast. I'm Joey. And I'm Adam. We are back. This is December 19th. And it's the 19th episode. It's the, wow. Man, we could not have planned that any better. And we didn't plan that (laughs) at all. (laughs) (laughs) This also happens to be an incredibly good night because... We are going to go see Star Wars tonight. We are, yes. I even got my sweatshirt. I was talking with our friend Kevin earlier, and we were saying this is almost like it's Christmas Eve to us, <laughs> because it's just like, man, we get to see Star Wars tonight. And yeah. I- I'm I'm generally excited. I think, you know, The Last Jedi, the last episode was really, really bad. Yeah. There was maybe a couple redeeming ones, but it was a really bad movie. Yeah, it was disappointing for sure. I'm, yeah, I have mixed emotions going into it. I haven't really looked at any reviews or anything. Like, mm-hmm. I've heard, like, just blanket statements of people saying, like, right. they thought it was good or bad. But um, I don't know. I liked it. My mindset is it's got to be better than eight. So I'm just hoping, yeah, I'm and, hoping they tie it up. And that's the thing. It's like, I've generally heard pretty positive reviews. I've never heard outright negative ones, at least from That's what I've good. heard so far, you know. And so I'm like, it has to be better than eight. Yeah. And um, I'm just, yeah, I'm just going to enjoy it. I I like J.J. Abrams. I liked what he did in the first one yeah. that he made. So, yeah. So I'm excited tonight. So we're, we're going to go do that. Um, oh. Not too many hours from now. What time is it? It's I about know. four o'clock now. So movies at eight. So yeah, just four more hours. And uh, it's crazy. I was I was telling Kevin Sunday at church. I was saying, you know, we bought these tickets like it seems like forever ago. Uh, yeah, just October though. Well, I guess it was October. It's not that not yeah. that far, but yeah, right. it seems like we've had them but a while. Even like when we found out like the date like of when the movie was gonna come out, it seemed like like oh that's like months and months away. And so it's like you're excited, but yet so far in the future you kind of right. forget about it. And now it's like, just like the other week, I was like, oh my gosh, that's a week away. Like mm-hmm. you kind of forget until it actually comes up. So I'm excited. Be interesting. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited too. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this next time we have a podcast, you might hear otherwise, you know, just, uh, we'll definitely let you know once we record another episode um, at some point. Yeah. We should try to do it. Because Christmas is yeah, because Christmas week. is next week. It's less than a week away. Yeah. That's so, crazy. but I guess you'll be back after Christmas. It's not like yeah. Christmas break in the past where you'd stay up in Decatur right the entire time. So we'll figure it I'll out. Be back, but we, we will be back. Yeah. But what did you do last week? Because we didn't get to record an episode last That's week. Right. We just had like the schedule conflicts and right. just didn't work out. But uh, what did I do? Um, I went to Indianapolis on Saturday. It's kind of a spur of the moment thing. I don't know how you are, but I am a late Christmas shopper. Um, I kind of wait to the last minute to get my I'm, gifts. I'm not. You're not? No. <laughs> if, if I'm waiting this long, I'm pretty anxious. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not too anxious, but I was going to go one of this one of these days this week to go up down to Indy to get gifts just because I would buy stuff online, but this is very odd for me. I usually don't carry cash. But this is like one of the few moments I actually had cash. Mm. And so it's like, well, I'm going to use this to get gifts. And so I thought, well, I'll just go to Indy and get stuff because it's easier. And so I was going to go on like Monday, but we got that snowstorm. Right. And it was like Saturday and they were calling for snow. I'm like, oh, crap. I don't want to have to drive through that. And so it was like Saturday afternoon. I saw the weather report and like an hour later, I thought, I'm just going to go now. (laughs) So I just got in my car and went. So that was fun. But um, I went to the most awful mall, the Keystone 
fashion mall. You know what mall I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, I hate that mall. It's, it's very, very expensive. Very expensive. And I just feel out of place when I go there. It's just, ugh. But it was a fun trip. I had Popeye's chicken. Which, really? Which was, re- it was really good, but it did not feel good the next day. <laughs> which I was, so I was like, I was pulling the old American move and driving while eating. Mm-hmm. And I was on my way back and it's dark out. And so I have the fries. So I'm just like blindly going into the bag, eating the fries. And while I'm driving, I grab this clump of fries because, you know, sometimes they stick together. And I put it in my mouth and something just did not taste right. And of course, I can't see anything. And so I was like, what the heck? But it's like one of those things where like you first eat it and it's kind of like the aftertaste. Like, oh, that did not taste good. And then the next day, I didn't throw up, but Mm. it was a race to the bathroom. I... (laughs) I still have not had Popeye's sandwich, like to compare it between Chick-fil-A and Popeye's. It was good. I mean, Chick-fil-A's better. Like it's Chick-fil-A's, you know, it's hard to beat that. But I had, it was like their spicy chicken sandwich and it was really good. Like Chick-fil-A's it's, been in the news a lot recently. They really have. Yeah. Um, with the whole um, pulling funding from different things because of right. conflict with LBGT um, supporting or rather not supporting, I don't know. It's a big mess, but it's yeah. um, surprising. I never thought we would see Chick-fil-A pull funding from stuff like that. But, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, they're a business. They're trying to make That's money, true. you know, yeah. and yeah, I mean, I get it. But yeah. Yeah. Last week, I didn't do a whole lot. Um, well, that's not true. So last week was finals week for students and everything. And so we were like wrapping up loose ends, finishing up the semester, um, as far as like going places, I didn't go a whole lot of, it's mostly here in Muncie, but um, it was just busy with the school um, winding down and then trying to sneak in one-on-one uh, discipleship stuff with students. And then I was getting sick last week too. So I was like fighting illness pretty much all week. That's going around. Yeah. And I'm still kind of like, it's hanging on. I'm still kind of, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but still kind of a, um, you know, stuffed up and stuff. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so, but here we are. Yeah. And we have, we actually have some great Midwest moments. <laughs> we really do. Do you want to start it? I will. I will. I'll go first. Um, so mine is Wisconsin woman calls police to report wrong KFC chicken order. <laughs> oh boy. I'm surprised this isn't from yeah. Muncie. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And the KFC is right next to our church too. Well, I guess there's another KFC in Muncie. Oh, there's, yeah, there's several. Well, not several. There's at least two. Yeah. Anyways, the article says, a Wisconsin woman who called police on Saturday, this was published three days ago. Okay. Um, uh, On Saturday, didn't have an emergency or really need immediate help. She was angry about her chicken sandwich from KFC. It says, uh, authorities responded to the KFC in, I might mispronounce this, it's Waukesha, Wisconsin, Okay. Wherever that is. Um, it, can, can I see it? Wakisha, Wakusha, Wakisha. I don't know. I guess it's Indian. I don't know. But anyways, um, it says that a woman called them claiming the fast food eateries drive through employee was, in quotes, giving her an attitude. So she wasn't happy with the service either. But it says that she ordered a chicken sandwich but received an incorrect order. So, and, the, and I guess the KFC staff offered to make her another sandwich, but she apparently refused to eat it. So who's <laughs> popping the attitude here? <laughs> I know, exactly. Um, so it says the woman called the police while in the drive-thru 
And it says the police arrived and she told them she got a new sandwich but didn't feel comfortable eating it and wanted her money back. And this is what I love. The police officers told the woman and the restaurant staff that this wasn't a police issue. And I guess they left, (laughs) which is is very true. Like the police do not need involved in that. But, (laughs) you know, I've been upset with like orders or something before, especially if like the service was really bad and then I get my order and it's completely wrong. And, you know, I understand being upset or whatever. Right. But one, I don't know if you remember this, but a few episodes ago we had the one where it was like the employee threw a blender (laughs) at a a customer who was yelling at them. This kind of goes into that category where I'm like, there has never been one time that I have been in a fast food restaurant and my order's been wrong or whatever, or a, a worker's not treating me the way I think they should, where I say, you know what? Forget this. I'm calling the police. <laughs> yeah. you know, that, just, that seems so ridiculous. And it seems like so many steps, like that el- that escalated way too quickly. Oh, yeah. You know, like wrong. You know, instead of saying, I want to talk to the manager or whatever. Yeah, I, that's that's really interesting. Yeah. It's a chicken sandwich. Like, it's not that important. If I was a policeman, I would be so mad. I would too. <laughs> Especially if I went to right. the scene and it's like, are you serious? <laughs> This is this should be a civilian versus civilian solution, you right. know. Like, <laughs> wow. So this caught my eye, and this is incredible. I'm excited. Baby stolen from Chicago Hospital in 1964 is found living in Michigan. Holy cow! 64, you said? Yeah. So 1964. Wow. Apparently, this was a famous case. Like, this baby got stolen from the hospital. And nobody knew what happened to it. I think, I mean, I guess people thought maybe it died or was killed or something. I don't right. know. But it says a baby named Paul Frankjacht. It's a, it's a, it's not an American <laughs> last name. I'm not sure. Of course, he said who was famously kidnapped one day after he was born at a Chicago hospital in 1964, reportedly has been found living in rural Michigan under another identity. Huh. So Paul. Uh, according to WGN, only found out in recent months that he was the newborn swiped from the Michael Reese Hospital more than five decades ago. Wow, that's a long time. He told the station that he was contacted by the FBI agents who reopened the investigation in 2013 and is still coming to terms with the news. I have loose ends to tie up, he said (laughs) to WGN. He didn't say whether he planned to meet his biological mother, Dora. His father died years ago. So his mom's still alive. Wow. Um, it said he initially disappeared on April 26, 1964, after a woman, a woman posing as a nurse entered his mother's hospital room, took him away, saying she needed to bring the infant to a doctor. Hmm. Um, hundreds of police officers and FBI agents then searched for the Oaklawn couple's newborn son after... Uh, the abduction, the case came to an apparent happy end uh, more than a year later when an abandoned child resembling the baby was found in New Jersey and returned to them. Oh, wow. So apparently, yet the boy from New Jersey, who now is named Paul Frankjacht, underwent DNA testing in 2013 and discovered that he wasn't the biological oh son gosh. of Chester and Dora Frankjacht. So he told the Chicago Tribune that Year uh, That year, he had long wondered why he didn't resemble the people he believed were his parents. Wow. He, uh, he is a married father now who works in a college administrator and uh, works as a college administrator, lives in Henderson, Nevada. 
And so this is the this is the person who they thought they found the right baby. He now lives in Nevada and he's not the right baby. So wow. his parent, like his whole life's a lie. Holy cow! You know, and so the FBI decided that year to re. And that this happened in 2013. They found out that this guy isn't okay who he says he is. Right. So they open reopened that case in 2013, um, and now they found evidence and they've actually found the the person living in Michigan. Um, Holy cow! Yeah, and that's it's just crazy, you know. And I'm just like, man, what would your life be like? If I mean, let's see, fifty years ago, right? Is that what it said? Yeah, sixty four, sixty four. Yeah, well, over five, oh, over fifty. Over, yeah. So this guy five. has to be more than fifty years old, right? Believing he was somebody else. Oh my god! And then only to learn that you were a stolen, abducted baby <laughs> and ripped from your parent. Like that's incredible. <laughs> that, is- <laughs> that is so incredible. <laughs> I'm just wondering, like... This is going to be a movie. Dude, that's This a, absolutely yes, has to be got, a movie. Oh, that's a good idea. I'm curious about the, the guy in Michigan who just found out. Right. Like, I mean, you feel bad for both guys. Right, both of them, like... <laughs> it would be such an interesting movie. It really it would. It would be such yeah. an interesting movie to, to, know, to like, see. And I would just love to, to talk to them. Oh, man, yeah. And be like, what are you thinking? <laughs> you know, what's happening in your head right now? Because... Right. You know, your parents, your family, your grandparents, your brothers and sisters, your aunts and uncles, family, fr- even family friends wouldn't have been your family friends right. if life would have went as it was, su- well, quote unquote, supposed to. You know what I mean? Right. Like if you weren't abducted and, right. wow. Man, and like 50 years, this guy thought, oh, these are my parents. Yeah. And then you find out biologically that, oh, I, I guess not. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. Like, I don't even know how you process that as an as an adult, so many years of... Because it's one thing if you know you were adopted. Right. You know, like, because, you know, usually a lot of kids don't know early on when, that they were adopted. You know, I didn't. Like, when my uh, my father um, married my mom now, um, she wasn't my biological mother, so I didn't know when I was a kid that, but, you know, as I got right. older, I learned that, you know, my parents told me those kind of things. It's one thing for that to happen, you know, right. to be adopted and know that you were adopted right but to think that you weren't adopted and even for his parents oh yeah you know both sets of parents it seems like they didn't think they had the wrong child yeah that's but it's so interesting it feels like wouldn't dna testing have shown that way soon you know i right yeah it is weird this, this yeah this whole situation's strange it is very odd but Wow! Yeah, that's what a Midwest moment. Oh, that, oh, oh. <laughs> that's got to be deserved the, three O's. Yeah, that's got to be the most interesting one that we've had. Oh, bonus ope. Oh, so remember the Instagram story I sent you about the Taekwon ope? Oh my gosh! There, yes, there's I somewhere about that. I, I forget where at, but somewhere in the Midwest <laughs> they've opened up a dojo for Taekwon ta- ope. Yes, it's real. Is it, I thought it was kind well, of a hoax. Maybe it is. I could it probably tell. is. Yeah. But it's super funny. It's like they're bowing and then they put their hands up and say, oh, and <laughs> and they're just talking about be, being super nice and accommodating and only ever using this uh, not as an offense, but as a defense to avoid trouble. And <laughs> and there's this one woman who instead of breaking a block of wood to get her belt, she punches through a, a breaded tenderloin. Tender <laughs> So it's so amazing. Oh. I just I just loved that. But that's oh. the bonus mid, oh. Midwest so moment. 
But hey, Adam, we um, are coming up on Christmas. Yes. So I, we I thought it. it'd be good to talk about Christmas, Advent, you know, uh, incarnation. It's kind of like three big words that get thrown around this time of year. And yeah, I just figured let's talk about it. Yeah. I love Christmas. I know this isn't what we're going to talk about, but I, I watched uh, Home Alone and Home Alone, Home Alone 2 this week, which okay. is just like classics. You got to watch it. At I watched Jingle All the Way. See, I have not seen that movie with Arnold yet. Schwarzenegger. It's so awesome. <laughs> Hannah did not appreciate it. She it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> you know, Hannah, who's my wife, she apparently didn't understand the genius of this film because that that is truly a movie that is just golden. I like, just I saw the trailer for it and like I haven't seen it, but just seeing the trailer. It, I gotta see it. Oh, it's so funny! It's <laughs> it's so ridiculous, but it's just it's funny. Yeah, you know? it's just super funny <laughs> and ridiculous. The kid who plays Anakin Skywalker in Episode One is in that movie. He's the main. Really? He's just as bad in this movie as he is in Episode, <laughs> in episode One. But Not yeah, has changed. But yeah, so yeah, it's the funny. same same kid, Jake Lloyd, who. He had a rough life after Star Wars. He ended that's up being like in jail, and I'm not even sure what he does. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I always heard he never really no. kind of hit it big after that. Yeah, which is a side story, I guess, totally. But yeah. it's the trouble of like kids stars, you yeah, know, of like they right. they just don't have a normal life. Yeah, know? I always heard uh, like uh, you ever see like Disney Channel stars. Like they're on Disney Channel, and then they kind of go off the deep end once they get older. I don't, and I don't know if this is true. But and it but it makes sense like when they're a part of Disney Channel like that company they're so closely monitored like their phones you know their social status everything just because they influence kids it makes sense that like it kind of drives them nuts yeah which I mean I mean I, I don't know if that's true but like it kind of makes sense it does it's yeah. a shame but sorry that's a total that is a rabbit trail that, that we need to pull trail. back from <laughs> <Yeah>. rapidly. <laughs> But Christmas, Adam, what's your favorite thing about Christmas? Oh, man. Uh, I'll tell you this. Um, last Christmas, um, I really enjoyed – You can, obviously, you come to our Christmas because we're family right, now. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Last Christmas, we just like – it was one of the most like uh, – we just like joked a lot and just like having like family around, which we do every Christmas. But for some reason, last Christmas was just kind of special. I don't know why. I just felt more of a connection with family members. Maybe it's because I'm older and I feel more of a connection with you and other people in my family. I don't know. But um, I really love that about Christmas, just getting to see people you don't normally get to see. Um, I mean, I like the gifts, but the more that I grow older, they don't... I mean, I like to get gifts and gives gifts, but to me, I, I enjoy the company of other people a lot more than I do, you know, the present side of stuff. Right. Yeah, I think I, I really resonate with that too. Um, yeah, I like being around people, you know, and that's just the kind of person I am anyway, but right. I really enjoy being around people and um, just, yeah, the gifts are nice. Like, I, I enjoy receiving right. gifts. Yeah. I, I have noticed that I far more enjoy giving gifts than I do receiving them. Yeah. I still like receiving gifts, you know, but I really like, especially getting to a stage in life where I'm able to get gifts for everybody. And um, I just really like that. But yeah, I think it's no, but it's, I think even saying that of like loving to be around people, I think hits on something that's really, really, really key to understanding Christmas and that's the incarnation of God yeah. into humanity of, you know, just like 
you just think of like we have a connection because we've spent time together. We've done like activities together, family things, fun things, spiritual things. But that being present, being among each other leads to deep relationship and shared experiences that are way better than artificial things or, you know, other, excuse me, other things like that. But I think that's really key because that's exactly what God did through Jesus at Christmas, you know, Advent is the the holiday, church holiday, I guess, the calendar event that more liturgical churches probably pay closer attention to. Like the Assemblies of God isn't real big on like church calendar stuff. Right. Uh, not that everybody within the Assemblies of God doesn't do that, but right. as a whole movement. But, you know, more high church things, uh, Anglican, yeah. uh, Presbyterian, Catholic, Lutheran, uh, Lutheran yeah. some, some parts of Method- Methodist church, they'll mm. have the liturgy where... It, they'll do specific things every year for Advent. Right. And that's another thing that I've really enjoyed the last few years is kind of experiencing those rhythms of church, like in Advent and things. And, oh, yeah. And um, that's really cool because I think what it does is help bring awe and mystery yeah. and wonder. And I, yeah. and I know we've talked about that before too, I think even on this podcast, but like how that we need that yeah. to worship and to lead us into the presence of God. But but Jesus became a man. Yeah. You know, that's that's the story of Christmas is that God subverted all expectations of how he was going to bring salvation into the world. Right. Instead of being born a powerful strong man who who came with power on a, a strong white stallion dressed in armor to overthrow Rome. He came as a weak, crying baby in a poor family, born in a manger, in, in, yeah. the, in the dirt, you know? <laughs> yeah. And But he was shown exactly what God was like, even from the very birth. Yeah. And I just, I love that because we have a God that knows what it's like to be human. Mm, yeah. And no other religion in the whole world even claims yeah. anything close to that. Yeah. You know, it's almost it's almost scandalous. Yeah. You know, it really it's, it's it's almost like wait, hold on. God became man and became weak? Like yeah. what is this? Yeah. Right. You know, but that's exactly the reaction Christmas I think is supposed to invoke in us. Right. It's like who is this guy? Yeah. Or oh, yeah. who is this God that comes down from his place on in in heaven? exits heaven, empties himself somehow, right, and becomes weak, becomes a man, becomes killable. Yeah. How does God become killable? You know what I mean? And, right. Yeah. And that's just like I was I've been reading a book um called Hidden Christmas by Tim Keller and he kind oh, of yeah. and he and it's really good. I've been trying to start I guess this is the first year I've actually done it. I've been wanting to start every Christmas to try to find a book to read through that mm. kind of talks about Christmas or incarnation or Advent, you know, kind of like an Advent reading, if you will. Right. And it kind of talking about how that was like, that should cause us, he said something like, this is an exact quote and I'm going to mess it up. But if we haven't looked at the gospel and the Christmas story and looked at that and said, that's impossible, that's ridiculous, then we haven't actually grasped the gospel story. You know, and he talks about like how Mary had doubt. She had, she had doubt, and yeah. and she even asked like, how in the world? So it wasn't like this blind faith. It was like this. That's impossible. How in the world? <laughs> yeah. And 
Um, but it wasn't a doubt. It wasn't doubt with, so you look at Zacchaeus or Zachariah. Is it Zachariah? Where he doubted. It was John the Baptist. Oh, yeah, Zachariah, uh, yeah. Uh, I was just talking to Pastor about yeah, this. So, yeah, so it was like you look at the two, and they almost look like identical stories. Like an angel yeah. appears to both of them. Similar questions. Similar questions, yeah, yeah exactly. It's like um, they said, hey, you're going to have a son. You know, and for Zachariah and his wife Elizabeth, it was totally out of the question. They said, no, there's no way. I'm old. And, um, but Mary comes and she's a virgin. He said, you're going to have a child. And she says, no way. How can this, how can this be? Right. But the difference is, I think, the heart of the two questions. It's like this nuanced, um, um it's this nuanced doubt. Yeah. You know, so like yeah. for, oh, Zach- yeah. for Zachariah, it was doubt, but it was like an unwillingness to believe, like right. an unwillingness to like l- let control of his life go. Right. Where Mary's was, it was like her, she didn't understand how it could happen, but her heart was open to understand. But yeah. Zachariah's heart wasn't open. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, I was actually talking to Pastor about that because I've heard that explained before and I was reading through it again this Christmas season. I kind of forgot about like, well, okay, what's the difference between here? Because he was muted, right? Until yeah. John was born. Then of yeah, course, for, for nine months. Right. And then Mary is, you know, nothing happens to Mary. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Mary. But um, I agree. And I think that is the whole point of like the Christmas season, like opening your heart to like the mystery, the awe. And it just blows my mind that I love how when Jesus comes into the earth, I mean, it's a miracle that he's fully God and fully man, yeah. which is just blows your mind in the first place. It um, caused debates for <laughs> 2,000 years. Right. You yeah, know? Yeah, it's yeah. like, how does that happen? Right. But um, I was doing my youth study today that we're doing for the kids on Sunday. And one of my favorite parts of the Christmas story that just really, to me, emulates God's character is that, you know, he chose to go to the shepherds. Like, you know, send the angels to the shepherds. And the shepherds were kind of like, they weren't considered high class back in the day. You know what I mean? But um, instead of going to like kings and high authorities saying, hey, this, you know, king is born, like he goes to the shepherds. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I guess to me that just shows like God has enough care for the lowliest of the low, as well as, you know, the highest of the high. But he cares enough to send angels, like a multitude, like a spectacle in the sky. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. To me, that's just like, that gives me hope. Um, And I hope it gives other people hope that, you know, God came for everybody and not just, you know, high authority. But, um, But yeah, I think it's... It's just truly unbelievable, and I think it's so easy to get wrapped up in like, oh, yeah, it's Christmas, God came as a baby, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like there's a lot more to that, just the integral detail, everything is just the miracle of it, I think, sometimes gets lost in the shuffle. Right, and I think so we need to, as Christians, I think, especially in today's environment and culture of like a fast-paced all the time, but especially in Christmas, you know, we mentioned earlier we were, we've been Christmas shopping and stuff like that, but it's incredibly easy to just get super wrapped up in finding the right gifts for people to be busy, to be even, even to be tied up with really good things, like being around family, enjoying each other, you know, and finding like, this is the meaning of Christmas, right? you know, but then I think it's super important for Christians to slow down during this Christmas season, yeah. like slow down and think, yeah. like reflect, let yourself wonder about Jesus, about the yeah. birth 
of 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 God into the world. You know the um, the song like Mary, did you know? Yeah. You know of like 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 your baby boy is is God, right? You know and and just put yourself in Mary's shoes and Joseph's shoes. And, and thinking through that, and even so something that maybe doesn't come out as often is think about, so think about Mary and Joseph, they would have been second class citizens their whole life after this. Yeah. Because if Mary was pregnant now, you know, we all know, you know, we can keep no secrets from our friends, our community, our family, especially in that time, it would have been a small knit community. They'd been like, oh, when did Mary and Joseph get married? Wait, so they're having a baby. One, two. Wait a second. Like <laughs> yeah. you know, they'd be yeah. like, "This, this yeah. baby is either so either two things are true. Mary was unfaithful to Joseph, and slept with somebody before they were married, or Mary and Joseph slept together before they were married. So right. either way, yeah, they would have been looked down upon. They would have looked at like the shame and the second class contempt. Yeah, you know. And I mean, what are you gonna say? Like, no, the Holy Spirit conceived this baby in me yeah. like i never did anything right who's gonna believe you know what i mean right and yeah. to think about christmas calls us to a surrender yeah so god came to mary and said this is what's going to happen and so and in that book tim keller brings up two uh, two things where he says how are are you willing to believe every part of the Bible that's, you know, that everything the Bible teaches, the clear teaching of scripture, are you willing to believe that even if you don't like it? And are you willing to do and go through anything Mm. for God and maybe because of God, maybe, even if you don't like it? And I think Christmas challenges us there to to take our eyes off of us, off our off our family, off our jobs, off off the busyness, the our dreams, and right. to look at God, and and surrender. Yeah. Well, even like uh, I look at Joseph. You know, like the angel comes to him. I had somebody tell me this one time. Um, the angel says, like, you are to name him Jesus, and um, I forget what Joseph says back, but you know, like agrees that you know he's going to do that. And somebody said, like, when Joseph said that he agrees to name the baby Jesus you know, he, to go through with it, like he's agreeing to saying, I am responsible for this child and raising him. And it's not his biological kid. Right. You know, like that's, I think I, I've never really realized that growing up as much, but I thought, man, this kid isn't his. Right. He, I mean, he doesn't really have any like social norm to stay. Like he can leave if he wants, but like he chooses to stay and raise the kid. Right. But um, one thing that's really struck me too growing up that I've had to kind of work with is I always viewed King Herod in the story as someone who's like, he's evil, way off the spectrum of like any of us, you know. But I happen to think, I thought, you know, when Jesus came, he challenged King Herod's lifestyle, right? Because mm-hmm. just the, the threat of hearing this king that was born, Herod's like, oh man, my throne could be threatened, you know. Right. So he goes and kills all the babies, um, but I thought, you know, Jesus also threatens our lifestyle, yeah. you know, like our comfortable, our pride, whatever you want to call it. Um, and so in a sense, it's like, I have to decide, I mean, hopefully we don't go off and kill a bunch of babies, but like, you know what I mean? Like we have to decide, like, are we going to follow Jesus? Like you said, do everything that the Bible says and what it believes, or are we going to choose to like kind of revert, reserve, what do I want to say? 
Retreat? Retreat, thank you. Like retreat back and like, no, I'm comfortable here. This is my life. I want to do what I want and what I choose and not have to sacrifice for this king. And so that's something that I've had to think about too because I always viewed Herod as, you know, kind of like I can't relate to him. It's like, well, in a sense. Yeah, well, so it's it's funny because in the book I'm reading, it brings that up and talks about how scripture talks about how our minds, you know, the apostle Paul talks about like our minds are hostile to God. It's like, basically we have like little King Herod's in our heart of like our mind is hostile. And it's like, is at odds with God, Yeah, you know, and there's natural inclination within us to sit on our own throne of our heart. And, you know, so Jesus coming into the world is a threat to that kingdom. It is peace. It is joy. We are reconciled to God. You know, there's great truth to that. Like we're reconciled to God through the life of Jesus by accepting what he has done, by choosing to follow him. We are we are saved through Jesus through and through the faithfulness of Jesus. We are saved. Yeah. There's great truth in that, but it also he's Lord, he's King. Yeah. And when there's a King, you bow. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so we, we take our crown off, we throw it down at yeah. Jesus's feet and we bow to the king. Yeah. And that is a threat for some. It's a threat for all, but for some yeah. it might be harder than others because we like control on our life. Right. You know, we like to think that we have our life together, we're heading where we want to go. Um but that's not the message of Christmas. Right. You know, the message of Christmas isn't even be happy, be with your friends, be with your family. That's those are good things. Those might be results of Christmas perhaps. Right. But the true message of Christmas is God had a plan from the very beginning when Adam and Eve fell in the garden and he spoke to the serpent and said and said that someone's going to crush your head but you'll strike his heel. I think it's called the proto-evangelon, big oh, theological yeah. word, but it was like the the what set forward God's redemptive plan, the first prophecy. Yeah, you know, and then working all the way through a man, um, and through humans and men and women, all the way through history, you see that all the way through the Old Testament, and then finally, God chose to work through a man, Jesus, to work salvation into the world. But that means that a king, a king has come. A king, God's kingdom has broken through into this reality and is advancing ever since Jesus. Yeah, and we have a choice to make. Yeah. Will we choose to serve the king wholeheartedly? Nobody, um, nobody just serves a king half-heartedly. Right. You know that gets you killed. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Like it that. Really does. Yeah. Like that wasn't something you never, you never halfway served a king. You either served a king or you didn't. Yeah. And and I, I think that's that's something I, I heard someone once say before that if you look at Jesus, there were always extreme reactions. You know but there was never mild reactions. Right. There was never anybody that just said, I like Jesus. Yeah. They either really loved Jesus or they hated him. Right. You know? And I think that's kind of what God's kingdom does is it sets us, it sets the world's kingdom that we've grown up in and that we might even be lured to. It uh, spins it on its head, puts it on yeah. its head and says, choose. Right. Which one? Right. You know? And, yeah. And I think that's, you know, one thing I've always kind of thought about is, you know, you hear a lot of people say like, oh, I believe in Jesus. And I think sometimes what they really believe is they believe 
of Jesus. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking, I thought, if I like go up to you, let's say, I don't know, I'm making up a hypothetical situation. Like, let's say you're playing basketball and you have a game. And, like, I'm going to go watch Joey play basketball. And before the game, I say, Joey, I believe of you. That sounds really silly, right? You say, no, I believe in you. Like, right. And to me, that preposition in is like, no matter who you are, like I know you and I believe all that you're capable of for whatever situation lies ahead or whatever. Right. And so I think when people say, like, I believe in Jesus, like you're believing everything that he is, you know, whether right. you like it or not, you're choosing to say, no matter what, this is the person that I'm choosing to put my trust in because right. I believe in them. And so I think, especially around Christmas time, because it always blows my mind. I know I've told you this before, but like radio songs will play like Christmas hymns, Mm -hmm. like secular radio, you know, and just kind of like it blows my mind because I wonder if people realize like what they're singing about or what they're hearing and whatnot. And so that's I kind of wonder if people just like see Jesus as this like, you know, oh yeah, good person, you know, but don't really take the time. And they th- might think that they're, they believe in him, but really they just believe of him. And mm-hmm. I don't know, I kind of hope that they really grapple with, like you said, take the time to slow down and really realize the miracle that is Christmas. Yeah. I think, especially in this day and age, we, it, you know, Christmas is all about the incarnation of God, but we live in an age where none of us live incarnationally, even with each other. Yeah. You know, there's so many statistics that you can pull out and I'm reading a book right now about it, (laughs) but it's like people are so enthralled in technology and and like screen time, their phones that they're isolating themselves from people. Yeah. And it's, it's exactly, we need a community and we needed like, we needed Jesus so that we wouldn't be isolated yet. Right. Our culture is continually becoming less and less about being together as a culture and as as people and are more and more and more just isolating. And so yeah. I think if there's anything this Christmas we should take to heart, it's let's be among people. Like the way we can spread the, the joy of Christmas, the truth of Christmas is by being incarnate, by yeah. being with people especially the people like you hit on it earlier who are the shepherds of our day yeah you know who are the lowly people of our day that really need to see the truth about christmas about christ about right. the messiah you know it's easy to be around the people we like and the people we are related to and that it's that we're fine you know and that's fine cuz right. jesus came for both he didn't come for only the lowly people he also came from the kings too yeah absolutely but we can't become, uh, I heard someone say once, you can't become snobs and we can't become snobs of the snobs. <laughs> you know, it's like Jesus comes for all and right. we, we have to have a heart that extends to all. Yeah, I agree. And it's really unbelievable how much connected we are, but not connected we are today. Right. <laughs> you know, like it's just, it just blows my mind how much people choose to ignore the obvious mm-hmm. sometimes. And I don't know, I just hear people talking about like, yeah, I just really struggle with this or I feel empty or alone or whatever it is. I mean, there's a lot of labels that you can put on it. But to me as a Christian and us, you know, like you look at those people and it's like to us, it's so obvious what you need, what you're missing, but you're filling it with other stuff, you know? And that's one thing that always kind of irritates me about Christmas season. I love it, but I just get tired of like, 
all the commercial stuff and everything. You're Charlie like, Brown, man. I it's know. It's too commercial. Too commercialized. And like, I love the hype of Christmas. Like, yeah. But there's a point where it's like, it gets it gets old really fast, you know. And I think people get dissatisfied with it because that's not really what it's all about, right? If there's one Christmas practice or thing that you could encourage somebody to do this season, what would you what would you say? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I with the I don't know. Maybe it's just because I've been around uh, like uh, older people because most of the people in our church is older people. But I've heard a lot of recently just talk about things going on in our world, whether it's like politics in America or, I mean, you name it, anything. Um, And so I guess for me, it's like, I know it troubles a lot of people, whatever's going on. But, you know, Christmas offers a lot of answers. Like our world is broken and God came, sent his son to solve that problem. You know what I mean? And the only way that you're really going to find that peace and that hope is just taking time in prayer, you know, even if it's short. I tell my youth kids, like, even if it's a short little thing, like start the habit of something, um, just taking that time to connect with God. Um, Because there's a lot of people that worry about so much stuff, but worry is a waste of your time, you know, but the best thing that you can do is pray. And not only does it help, I mean, I guess it ge- it gives you kind of a feeling of like, I can help this situation even though it's out of my hands by praying, but also it draws you closer to your creator and the person who came down to save you. So for me, this Christmas season is draw close to the one who actually took time to come down for us. Yeah. Something that I've been really blessed, um, especially since knowing your family and being around on Christmas Eve and stuff, is going to a Christmas Eve service especially one if you're not from a liturgical background yeah. to go to one that is liturgical, you know, just to yeah. experience it. it does, you may not agree with every nook and cranny of everything that, th- that that particular church says or does all through the year, but man, there is such a beauty and yeah. a wonder and worship and um, even something majestic about a Christmas Eve service when you're reading scripture together in a community, right. being incarnate with each other and just reflecting about Jesus on Christmas, you know, it's just, yeah. so I would really encourage people, if you're, if you don't have plans already, go be part of, and it doesn't have to be liturgical even, it can be right. anywhere, but go be part of a Christmas Eve service yeah. somewhere, you know, yeah. and um, yeah. be open to what God might share with you. Oh yeah. I always enjoyed, we were talking about uh, like churches who kind of celebrate Advent more than others and mm-hmm. Going to a Lutheran school growing up, we always they always they celebrate Advent a lot, which yeah. means coming. That, yeah, that's all it means is like the, a coming. Right. I always enjoyed that as a kid because each week, because part of the school, you always went to like the noon service, which was nice. We got out of school. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it was different from the home church that I grew up in because they really emphasized the coming of Christ mm-hmm. and Christmas, and I just kind of how like it puts your mindset on what is good because it's easy to get your mindset on the things of Christmas that don't really matter in the end, but rather what is it's truly about. All right. So instead of a recommendation for Muncie, let's, let's mix this up a little bit. Okay, good. Cause I don't have a recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> let's mix this up. So it's Christmas. Okay. We're going to do a recommendation for a Christmas movie that we didn't talk about at the beginning of the podcast. Okay. So a movie, a song, and we'll just do that. So a movie and a song. 
Oh boy. Okay. Um. Uh, well, my favorite movie of all time is It's a Wonderful Life. Dang it. Oh too. You're, yeah. You're, <laughs> um. So, yeah, and which like it's not. I mean, it's set during Christmas time, but like I would argue it's not really a Christmas movie. You know what I mean? Mm. So are we gonna count that one or? Yeah, as long as you just don't try to say Die Hard is a Christmas movie. No, I've actually never seen. I that. haven't either. Yeah. So I guess it's not totally fair for me to say that, but. It's, uh, yeah, I'll say that, but I don't I, like it is my favorite movie, but I don't really think it's a Christmas movie. Um, but I, <laughs> I really like, and my parents hate this movie, but I really like uh, Christmas Vacation. I've never seen that. You ever seen it? No. It is so it's it's stupid, but it's funny. And so I guess if I had to pick one that is like Christmas, um, I like that one. That one's pretty funny. Okay. Yeah. So what about song? Oh, yeah. Song. Um, oh, boy. Um, this isn't my favorite Christmas song, but it's one that I discovered a few years ago that just really kind of, I just really like it. It's a Michael W. Smith song with uh, Carrie Underwood all as well. I don't think I've heard that one either. It's really good. I mean, well, I guess Michael W. Smith does sing it, but it's mostly Carrie Underwood. But um, I don't know. I mean, Carrie Underwood's voice in it is just phenomenal. But I just really like the song. It's got a good message. And I don't know. I just really liked the melody and whatnot. Not my favorite Christmas song, but it's definitely up there. Okay. Oh, man. Now I got to think of a different Christmas movie because <laughs> that is my that is definitely my favorite one. Yeah. Um, hmm. I have another one I just thought of. but So I know, I know this is... I almost feel wrong saying this because I really am not a huge Jim Carrey fan, but I really like his How the Grinch Stole Christmas. <laughs> I saw movie. that once. Yeah. It's just so ridiculous. <laughs> and it is. <laughs> I just think it's so funny. I think I just have a soft spot for ridiculous humor for Christmas movies. I love Jingle All the Way, yeah. Home Alone, you know. So Well, you would like Christmas Vacation. It's, okay, well, it's, I'll, it's like, I'll yeah, have to see it. So yeah. I'm going to say How the Grinch Stole Christmas, but the Jim Carrey Grinch version, not the new animated one that came out. Like, oh, yeah. That's bad. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. But um, I'm, I'm going to say that. And the recommendation for music is any good rendition of Hark the Herald, Angel oh, Sing. Oh, yeah. Because... That basically is the entire message of the entire Bible all in one song. <laughs> yeah, it really I think is. It's, it was a, it was either Charles or John Wesley, I think, that wrote that. One of the, I think it's one of the two Wesleys. They were, phen- that's a phenomenal song. I love it. Yeah. Um, so good. So, yeah. I saw a video yesterday talking about Christmas songs. So, everybody knows the famous song by Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is You. They actually, I think it's like CBS Sunday morning, they did like a five minute clip on like the like the behind the scenes of that song and i guess there was a piano player who like co-wrote the song with mariah and they asked like how long did it take to make this song and he said it took us about 10 or 20 minutes wow and like he even like kind of recreated it like they had a soundboard and like he did it all like drums everything you know electronically but um, it was really interesting they said that's over the years because it's made in the 90s it's like fifty million dollars in royalties or something. Wow. Like it's unbelievable. Like ten, twenty minutes and two commercial. Two commercial. Yes, but <laughs> I thought that was kind of interesting. That's awesome. Another good movie. Sorry, another good movie. We watch it every year at Christmas time. Is the Waltons Christmas Story? I think it's okay. What it's called. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, it's very goofy. Yeah, um, but that one's good as well. Yeah. Well, hey, listeners, Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas. We, you know, we pray that God visits you. 
uh, personally this this Christmas season that he comes and uh, just blows your mind. Open your heart to what God may want to say to you this Christmas season. Experience Jesus this Christmas, this Advent. And uh, hey, until next time, we'll see you. Yep, see you guys. Hey, listeners, thanks so much for listening to our podcast today. It means the world to us that you take time each week to be able to listen to our content. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button so that you'll get our new podcast every week when we release. Also, leave a rating and a review. These algorithms help reach more people and will show up in more search engines and everything. The more reviews that we have and the more ratings we get. And go ahead and also share it on social media. Share it with your friends and your family, anybody who may be interested. We'd love to reach more listeners. So I hope you guys enjoy the podcast today and look forward to hearing from you guys more in the future. Thanks, guys.